Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about presidential UFOs. That's correct, presidential UFOs. Now, we did a podcast uh, a few days ago about the UFO that was uh, videoed and photographed doing kind of a half circle around uh, Air Force One as it was flying, I believe, from Burbank to LAX. Uh, President Joe Biden was on board. They were out there for a fundraiser. And you can clearly see in the photograph and images this uh, kind of a sphere, maybe cube-shaped object as it is first photographed on the right-hand side of the aircraft as it flies through the air and then kind of circles back around the tail and up to the left-hand side where it looks like it's almost just perched atop the, the wing there looking inside the aircraft. In front of Air Force One, you can see an F-35 chase, chase plane uh, running a shotgun for Air Force One. Now, this happened on December 10th, and really the only place I found reporting about it was uh, the dailymail.uk.com. I put the links there you know, on the podcast. You can go look them up. They did a pretty good article on it. They talked to, I believe, four different eyewitnesses. Uh, all those guys went on the record, talked about what they'd seen, and then posted the images that one of the fellows had taken with an iPhone. And I believe these two of these guys have some kind of a live stream on YouTube, and they were live streaming in this airport, you know, planes coming in and out, and boom, here's Air Force One, and here's this UFO circling about it. Now, this is pretty striking stuff, but it's almost like it was buried uh, in the uh, interweb, as they say, for about two weeks before anybody really noticed it very much. And now I see today, uh, Christmas Eve day, that it's starting to hit the headlines of Google. And maybe it is on your search engine too. It seems like they had to let this thing percolate for a couple of weeks. Maybe they just couldn't come up with a parallel narrative to try to debunk things. Although they did try to. I mean, Daily Mail went out there and called, I think, one or two uh, pretty well-known debunkers uh, to come up with some nonsense explanations for what people had seen with their own lying eyes. Kind of silly when you read it, actually. But the pictures, I think, just speak for themselves. And it brings us to the question of, are these things here trying to to contact us at the highest level? You know, are they just keeping an eye on the President of the United States? And if you just go back in our lifetime, in the last, you know, 35, 40 years or so, we find out that uh, multiple presidents have had encounters with UFOs. Uh, One that is pretty famous, and I've talked about before, was Jimmy Carter. Now, here's this article from NewYorkMag.com dated September 18th, 2019. Jimmy Carter saw a UFO on this day in 1973. The the article is written by Ed Kilgore. Get down to the article a little bit here, and it says, uh, Future President Jimmy Carter files a report with the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, 
on September 18, 1973, claiming he had seen an unidentified flying object in October 1969, so four years after the fact, but he goes ahead and does this. During the presidential campaign of 1976, Democratic challenger Carter was forthcoming about his belief that he had seen a UFO. He described waiting outside for a Lions Club meeting in Leary, Georgia to begin at about 7.30 p.m. when he spotted what he called the darndest thing I've ever seen in the sky. Carter, as well as 10 to 12 other people who witnessed the same event, described the object as very bright with changing colors about the size of the moon. Carter reported that the object hovered about 30 degrees above the horizon and moved in toward the earth and away before disappearing into the distance. He later told a reporter that after the experience, he vowed never again to ridicule anyone who claimed to have seen a UFO. Now this report, when he talks about it, you really get an idea how big this thing was. He says it was the size of the moon, and then it goes smaller, it comes back, changes from yellow to blue to red. Very interesting. Now I've done a little research online, and uh, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years later, they come along and say, well, this could have been a barium rocket going off, you know, parallel narrative. It's amazing to me how you have these really famous cases and they'll just hang out there sometimes for 5, 10, 20, 30 years, Roswell maybe, 70 years, and then suddenly, somewhere, a debunker comes up with a parallel narrative. It's like, Wow, a little late to the scene, I suppose. And then the whole thing just goes off on this debunking parallel narrative, like the last one I read for Carter was this idea that this barium rocket was shot up and this is what they see. And I find a lot of defects in this theory myself, but if that's the case, maybe you could have uh, come around a few years sooner and enlightened us all. It just goes to show, no matter how important you are, no matter how famous you are, when you speak the truth about these things, you're really going to get some blowback. Now, continuing on with this idea of presidential UFOs, I found this article on Mashable.com. It says, American presidents and their weird relationships with UFO conspiracy theories, Hillary Clinton may want to believe. And this is by Miriam Kramer, May 14, 2016. You have to wonder who pushes this stuff. Right off the bat, they call it weird, and then they get the good old uh, tried-and-true conspiracy theories tossed in there. Hillary Clinton wants to know what's out there. In March, Clinton, the presumptive nominee for the Democratic nomination for president, went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and said she'll do her best to delve into government files surrounding possible UFO sightings. I would like us to go into those files and hopefully make as much of that public as possible. If there's nothing there, let's tell people there's nothing there, Clinton said. If there is something there, unless it's a threat to national security, I think we ought to share it with the public. Well, now that's the, that's the, the uh, whole thing right there. They can just say whatever it is is a threat to, to uh, national security. So they're giving they're giving themselves an out. Clinton isn't alone in her curiosity about aliens on Earth, according to one poll released in 2012. Now keep in mind this is 2016 and conducted by the company Kelton Research. About 36% of the United States population believes in UFOs. I think it's over 40 now. This is not a fringe thing, SETI Institute astronomer Seth Shostak told Mashable in an interview. The Central Intelligence Agency has released a full database of public UFO files, yet the interest in a possible government conspiracy still hasn't died down. Well, of course not, especially when you black out half the pages. If Clinton is chosen as a nominee and eventually elected as president, she will join a list of presidents who also have thoughts about UFOs and even their own sightings to share. 
It says, Harry Truman, one of the main incidents that sparked UFO fever in the United States happened during Harry Truman's presidency in the 1940s. In 1947, an object crashed at Roswell, New Mexico, sparking years of UFO conspiracy theories that have persisted through today. Yet again, asking questions does not constitute a conspiracy theory. Just That's just lazy writing. After initial media reports classified the object found in Roswell as a flying saucer, the U.S. military claimed it was actually a weather balloon. I believe that's also a lie. As I understand it, it was the military that came out and said it was a flying saucer, not the media. In fact, if I'm wrong, someone please correct me. In fact, the piece of debris appears to have been part of a project called Project Mogul, designed to spy on Soviet Union nuclear tests, according to the History Channel. Boy, you've got some great sources there, pal. For his part, Truman joked about flying saucers with the media at least once, according to a transcript of a press conference on July 10, 1947. When asked if he had seen any flying saucers by a reporter, Truman said, only in the newspapers. This is Jimmy Carter. It says, former President Jimmy Carter has a very personal relationship with the controversy surrounding UFOs. Carter has opened up about a UFO sighting he experienced while in Georgia in 1969 before his presidency began. I was outside a school lunchroom one night right before sundown. It was getting dark and we were getting ready to eat supper and I and about 25 men were standing around all of a sudden in the western sky we saw a strange light coming toward us a round light Carter said on Larry King Live it got closer and closer and right above the pine trees it stopped and then it began to change colors from blue to red to white then it stayed for a while we were all aghast we didn't know what it was and then it just and then it just disappeared into the west that was the end of it carter didn't attribute the event to some kind of alien encounter however i have never thought and still don't think it is possible for creatures from mars to visit us and then come back home he added during his presidency carter also asked nasa to investigate ufos according to leslie clean investigative journalist and author of the book ufos generals pilots government officials go on record carter made a request to his science advisor frank press in 1977 asking NASA to look into UFOs, even though the request came from the highest office in the land, NASA declined, Keane told Mashable in an email. This shows that even presidents cannot always get information about some topics. Well, it shows you where the power's at. And we've heard the story many times where George Bush, who was a uh, senior who was in charge of the uh, CIA, told Carter that uh, information about UFOs was on, on, was on a need-to-know basis, and he didn't need to know. And that's the story. It would seem like it's quite plausible, judging from this. Ronald Reagan, it says, 1974. Ronald Reagan may have seen a UFO, according to the book UFOs, Myths, Conspiracies, and Realities, written by Army Colonel John Alexander. According to an account by pilot Bill Paytner, Reagan was flying a plane with Paytner and others when they saw a big light flying a bit behind the plane. That light then accelerated to a high speed and flew off. Paytner didn't file a report, but according to Alexander, the pilot and Reagan would talk about the UFO experience. Alexander also said that Reagan discussed the UFO sighting with a reporter at the Wall Street Journal. We followed it for several minutes. It was a bright white light. We followed it to Bakersville, and all of a sudden, to our utter amazement, it went straight up into the heavens, according to Alexander's book. And here you go, another one of these UFOs in and around somebody who's a president, a future president. It's just almost like they're here just keeping tabs on things. Bill Clinton says Hillary Clinton's husband and former president Bill Clinton also spoke out about his thoughts regarding aliens and UFOs on Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2014. Bill said he looked into the truth about Area 51 when he was president, 
and it had all the Roswell papers reviewed, anticipating that the White House would get a lot of letters on the anniversary of the Roswell incident. First, I had people go look at the records on Area 51 to make sure there was no alien down there, Clinton said during the appearance. People thought that because everyone who works there has to stop about an hour away and put on special clothing and then drive in and out, and that's because a lot of our stealth technology is made there. We know that now, but there are no aliens there. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Bill Clinton is a space geek when it comes to science in general as well. On that same appearance with Kimmel... Clinton waxed a little poetic about how there is, in fact, a good chance that life in some form exists out in the universe. Clinton said that there are plenty of planets outside of our solar system that would potentially support life. It makes increasingly less li- it makes it increasingly less likely that we're alone. Clinton said, "Yeah, well, the fact is that sounds like a lot of gobbledygook about Roswell. I think it was under Clinton that they came up with the whole parallel narrative of the crash test dummy being dropped out." And that's what they found instead of aliens. I, I, don't, I don't believe uh, any of that stuff for a minute. Sounds like another limited hangout to me. Barack Obama. President Barack Obama has commented on possible alien conspiracy theories a few times during his presidency and even during his campaign. Yep, got to get that conspiracy theories in. Most of Obama's comments about possible UFOs or aliens tend to be on the joking side or are used as an attempt to pivot back to issues affecting people living on Earth. For instance, during a 2007 debate, Presidential hopeful Dennis Kucinich was asked about a somewhat bizarre story involving his report of seeing a UFO. See how the author tries to qualify uh, Kucinich's report by saying that it's bizarre? Very one-sided, kind of almost nasty reporting. When Obama was asked his thoughts pertaining to life beyond Earth on the heels of that story, he said, I don't know and I don't presume to know. What I know is there is life here on Earth and that we're not attending to life here on Earth. Yeah pretty profound. In 2015, Obama also went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and joked about UFOs, but the president did get a little more serious about UFOs in an interview with Bill Simmons for GQ. Quote, people always ask me about Roswell and the aliens and UFOs, and it turns out that the stuff going on that's top secret isn't nearly as exciting as you expect, Obama said during the interview. In this day and age, it's not as top secret as you'd think. In 2013, during Obama's presidency, the government also declassified more than 60 documents from the 1960s and 70s about goings-ons at Area 51, according to Space.com. Yeah, that all amounted pretty much to nothing. Uh, so you get you get the very uh, one-sided bent here from the media, although you, there are grains of truth in here. We know that Carter did have a pretty close-up encounter with a UFO, along with 25 other people. We know that the pilot that flew Reagan on that plane saw the UFO, and seems pretty likely Reagan did too. And we know that Clinton had a curiosity about UFOs, but look, I think we all know that the deep state wasn't going to let him anywhere near the files, just like they didn't let uh, anybody else near these things. But it's amazing to me how many of these individual presidents have actually had personal encounters and sightings with UFOs, and how many of them uh, seem to be curious about it, but they're afraid to say anything.
Now on to this next article. Former President Richard Nixon also seems to have had some real interest in UFOs. This article is from HowStuffWorks.com. It says Jackie Gleason sees a UFO. goes down here and tells us the late comedian Jackie Gleason's second wife, Beverly, tells a strange story that she swears is true. One evening in 1973, she writes in an unpublished book on their marriage, Gleason returned to her Florida home badly shaken. Unpublished book. That's interesting that it never got published. After first refusing to tell her why he was so upset, Gleason confided that earlier in the day, his friend, President Richard Nixon, had arranged for him to visit Homestead Air Force Base in Florida. Upon his arrival, armed guards took Gleason to a building at a remote location on the site. There, Gleason, who harbored an intense interest in UFOs, saw the embalmed bodies of four alien beings, two feet long, with small bald heads and big ears. He was told nothing about the circumstances of their recovery. He swore his wife to secrecy, but after the divorce, Beverly freely discussed the story. In the 1980s, when ufologist Larry Bryant sued the U.S. government to get to get it to reveal its UFO secrets, he tried without without success to subpoena Gleason. Well, you, you know, that's almost like the Tom DeLonge of his day, maybe. I think, you know, uh, as crazy as it seems... Maybe some of these presidents become enamored with these guys. It's a little bit of uh, celebrity stuff. Maybe they're friends. And who knows? I'm at the point now where I can believe almost anything. Now, going on with this, this is from potus-geeks.livejournal.com, written April 5th, 2021. It says, Presidential X-Files, Richard Nixon, Jackie Gleason, and the Aliens. Actor Jackie Gleason was perhaps best known for his role as bus driver Ralph Crandon, whose famous catchphrase was, To the Moon, Alice. It was a different time when remarks about spousal violence were followed by a, by a laugh track. Gleason had much more of an interest in the heavens besides his punchline. It was said the actor was greatly interested in the possibility of extraterrestrials as well as the paranormal. He read many books on UFOs and other subjects and even commissioned a house in Peekskill, New York that was built to resemble a flying saucer. During the 1950s, he was a recurring guest on a paranormal-themed overnight radio show hosted by John Nebel, and after his death, his large book collection was donated to the library of the University of Miami. Gleason was also a friend and frequent golfing buddy of President Richard Nixon. According to writer Larry Holcomb, it was Gleason's known interest in UFOs that allegedly led President Richard Nixon to share some information with Gleason, including some UFO data and possibly much more. Gleason met his second wife, Beverly McKittrick, at a country club in 1968 where she worked as a secretary. The two were married in a registry ceremony in Ashford, England on July 4, 1970. The marriage lasted only four years, and in September of 1974, Gleason filed for divorce from McKittrick. She contested the divorce, asking for a reconciliation, but the divorce was granted on November 19, 1975. In 1983, McKittrick gave an interview to the notoriously unreliable National Enquirer. Well, that sounds like a little bit of... Uh, uh, subjective opinion there. Anyway, in which she claimed that on February 19, 1973, Nixon took Gleason to an Air Force base after the two had played golf together to show Gleason what he was told were the remains of extraterrestrials. McKittrick was not present for the event, but claimed that Gleason had recounted the details of the event to her. According to McKittrick, Gleason and Nixon had played a round of golf the day after which the two spent some time chatting about Gleason's interest in UFOs. The two men had developed a friendship. 
Gleason had been a staunch supporter of the Nixon campaign. McKittrick says that sometime around midnight, Nixon suddenly showed up at Gleason's front door in Key Biscayne. She claims that he appeared alone with his Secret Service, a detail that makes the story considerably less credible. But as the story goes, Nixon and Gleason drove through the night to Homestead Air Force Base, 35 miles southwest of Miami. After entering the base, Nixon drove to a heavily guarded building at the end of the the compound where the two men were allowed into the facility, according to McKittrick, Gleason told her. There were a number of labs we passed through first before we entered a section where President Nixon pointed out what he said was a wreckage from a flying saucer enclosed in several large cases. Next, we went into an inner chamber, and there were six or eight of what looked like glass-topped Coke freezers. Inside them were the mangled remains of what I took to be children. McKittrick described the incident to the inquirer as follows. I'll never forget the night in 1973. My famous husband came home, slumped, white-faced, in an armchair, and spilled out the incredible story to me. He was late. It was around 11.30 p.m., and I'd been worried. As soon as I heard his key turn in the lock of our golf course home in Invernery, Florida, I jumped to my feet and asked, Where have you been? His reply stunned me. I've been at Homestead Air Force Base and I've seen the bodies of aliens from outer space. It's top secret. Only a few people know, but the president arranged for me to be escorted in there and see them. Gleason went to tell her, and there were the aliens, lying on four separate tables. They were tiny, only about two feet tall, with small bald heads and disproportionately large ears. They must have been dead for some time because they'd been embalmed. According to Gleason, according to McKittrick, Nixon told Gleason that these were actually the remains of deceased aliens. She said that seeing this shook Gleason to the core, and he had difficulty sleeping for several weeks. When he returned home, he told his wife about what he had seen and swore her to secrecy. The couple were already in the process of separating, and Beverly was also in the process of writing a book about her relationship with her mercurial and hard-drinking funny man. When the Inquirer story came out, Gleason kept silent about the allegation until 1986. At that time, he invited Larry Warren, a UFOologist and the author and eyewitness to the Rindlesham Forest UFO incident. The two men met at Gleason's New York home. According to Warren, after a few after a few drinks, Gleason repeated the story to him. Gleason died a year later in 1987. Supposedly, the only person he told about the incidents were McKittrick and Warren, but there is good reason to believe that the story is completely made up. According to Nixon's Daily Diary, available on the Nixon Library website, Nixon was in Key Biscayne on February 19, 1973, but the main item on his agenda was a meeting with the AFL-CIO. He did attend Gleason's annual golf tournament at the Ivory Golf and Country Club, spending only 40 minutes there. Well, that doesn't make it less likely to me. That makes it more likely because it shows that he was down there on that day. And it says the Inquirer article was said to be an excerpt of Beverly's bombshell book, a book that was never written. Writer Mike Rothschild sums up the incident and they go on and do a little bit more debunking, which I'm not really interested in that. But I think what you can get from this article, even though they kind of take a debunker attitude at it, is the stories seem to match up. The stories match up between... Uh, this Warren guy from the UFO organization, from the ex-wife, Beverly McKittrick. And they also seem to match the schedule between uh, Gleason and Nixon. And they got a picture of Nixon and Gleason here uh, clowning around with a, with a snorkeler who looks like he's picking up golf balls out of the uh, lake there. 
it just shows me that it's a possibility. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's one of these things where you have this documented interest of a president with UFOs. You got Carter, you got Nixon, even Truman talked about him, you know, when the UFOs were reportedly seen over the Capitol building. Uh, in more recent times, uh, you have these comments from uh, former President Trump talking about it. This is from News Nation. It says Trump claims he was briefed on UFOs during his presidency. And in that interview, it says Trump said uh, he spoke to Air Force service members who said they believed in UFOs and didn't appear to be the type of guys that w that's going to lie. When Hewitt pressed him, Trump did confirm he was briefed on UFOs, but did not specify whether the Air Force personnel were the ones who briefed him. He also didn't give any more specifics on what the briefing might have said about the nature or origin of UFOs. Instead, Trump focused on the challenges he faced around the country. Well in opposition from the Democrats. Look, that was kind of Trump's problem. I mean, he wasn't really focused on things I think that could have changed just the entire uh, course of the events, like disclosing what happened at Roswell, what happened with Kennedy. Here's this article from NBCnews.com, another one with Trump. It says, Trump says he's heard very interesting things about Roswell, site of an alleged UFO event. Uh, once again, he's not, he's not revealing the truth to us. President Donald Trump, this is dated uh, July 19th, 2020, excuse me, June 19th, 2020, President Donald Trump says he's heard some interesting things about Roswell, but he's not sharing even with his eldest son. Trump made the comments Thursday in a Father's Day-themed interview with his son, Don Trump Jr., hosted by the president's re-election campaign. Don Jr. wound down his interview by jokingly asking his dad, President, if we would ever, his dad slash president, if he would ever divulge more information about Roswell, the New Mexico City known for its proximity to arguably the most famous UFO event. It says, quote, and let us know what's really going on. Trump responded, I won't talk to you about what I know about it, but it's very interesting. Now, it goes on, talks about the Roswell case here a little bit. There again, you know, I don't think any of these guys seem to understand that them uh, keeping this information to themselves, whether they believe it's to protect us or whether they believe it's just uh, fun to hang on to it and not share it with anybody is not the best way to handle this because as long as um, any of these presidents, whether it's Trump or Biden or Carter or, or uh, even Clinton, the only way that they're going to liberate us from the deep state is by just saying, I'm the president. I hereby make this stuff. It's no longer top secret and just get up there and tell us about it. The thing is, is that the deep state has been covering this stuff up, compartmentalizing it, and hiding it for so long, at this point, I think it's going to literally take a truth commission to get to the bottom of everything that they've been hiding from us. It doesn't seem to matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat or who it is in power. Even if they've had personal experiences like Carter or President Reagan, who you know saw a UFO outside his own uh, private jet before he ran for president, or whether it's with uh, Nixon, who had uh, apparently an intense interest in UFOs, or even with Trump, who claims that he was briefed and that he knows things that he can't tell us about. These guys are all locked into this whole idea of secrecy. And even when a UFO is seen circling Air Force One, it seems like there's an awful lot of people that want to keep this thing a secret. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over now. out.